0: Today, The latest on the Russia-Ukraine conflict, and Fauci says you may need yet another booster. What is that, the hundredth? I don't know. We will get to all of that and more, and it all starts right now. Happy Monday, welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez today joined I look, it is a full table today, which means I am very, very happy. I am joined by three people today. Uh Jakub Jans, mm-hmm. host of The Bottom Line yes, by Yakubuyans. Yes. Yeah. It is a it is a new show that you have just debuted. Yep. So everyone needs to go and find it. Where can they find it?
1: YouTube, second episode airs today. Probably go out to Rumble as well, but YouTube right now, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a... Go check you're, it out, please. Yeah, you're it's, not, it's
1: really amazing guest. You're amazing not going to want to
0: miss it. You're no. really not going to want to miss it. Uh, also joined by Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program, who... I, guess, I mean, you should probably not miss him either if he's around. and On a Monday? Yeah. There must be some calamity <laughs> if happening. If he's around and be. you happen to have the time, you can check him out. Uh, also Whatever. joined by Amy Robbins, CEO of Alexo Athletica, you. which you need for your women who carry, all right, because she offers these leggings uh, and just a plethora of... Um, Options for women who carry and need to carry in their clothing. They are the best of the best.
2: Thank you very much. And men, too. Men, You're right. We did not exclude. With the joggers. Yes, we don't discriminate. Alexa, Athletica. And
0: they are, they look, every time I see the men in that, I'm like, these are so comfortable looking. God, you men, get all the comfort. Hey, we waited
1: decades for comfortable clothes, okay? All
0: right, so let's get to the headlines of the day. So, Jason, you mentioned you're not here on Wednesday, you're here on Monday, right? We brought Jason in because of the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Obviously, he is one of our foreign uh, intelligence experts, and um, what that means is that I don't actually know much about foreign relations. And here's the thing, I don't... Like I do. okay. so whenever there is something that is foreign relations related, uh, I try to go to Jason, if not just in my ear, telling me what's going on here. What do I actually need to know? Because I don't trust CNN to tell me the full scope. Uh, I try to get him on the program. So, Jason, obviously, um, I read over the weekend that, uh, well, We were no stranger. We covered on the program how Joe Biden handled the question about Russia and Ukraine, whether or not, you know, uh, America would do anything if Russia invaded Ukraine. Joe Biden was very soft, very weak in his response. He said, um, well, look, if there's a full scale invasion, obviously we would not be in favor of that. But if there's a minor incursion, you know, I mean, whatever happens, happens. Uh, That's not the quote, but that was the, uh, that was kind of what he was saying, am I wrong? Attitude. Yeah, that was the attitude in which he presented his response. So that kind of led to this layout of, uh, you know, the Russia-Ukraine conflict, what actually was happening. Um, There was a lot of pushback on that. So I think the State Department got, uh, a lot stronger than they were planning on getting. But Jason, why don't you give us kind of the the layout of what actually is transpiring um, in Ukraine and why it's important?
3: Yeah, first of all, there are no minor incursions yeah, when invasions thanks. happen. If Canada invades the McDonald's and mi- the Washington-Canada border, it's an invasion, yeah, right? Yeah. And you just lost that territory. And plus, you would have lost McDonald's. Maybe that's even worse. Or Um, better. (laughs) If they invaded a Taco Bell, I'm going to war. Yeah, Jason is going to war, that's true. So there's two sides of this coin, right? Uh, It's significant, right? So we started looking at this. It was 50,000 troops to begin with. We were like, oh, crap, what are they doing? But Mm -hmm. they said it potentially could go to 70,000, even 100,000. Well, now there's 100,000 troops on on the border. They intend to do something. Now, my gut reaction. This is what my gut reaction is. In 2014, uh, Russia Mm -hmm. basically already controlled Crimea. Um, They just solidified it and said, yeah, we're just, we're stealing it, right? We're we're taking it. And then they sent the little green men into eastern Ukraine, not by Russia's order at all. They didn't have anything to do with it. I think Putin said, well, they're just, you know, if Russians are on vacation and decide to go take some territory, that's on them. No, I mean, this was orchestrated by Russia. Mm -hmm. And they were setting it up for later down the road to where after everything was solidified, they could basically do the same thing they did with Crimea and just say, okay, yeah, we're annexing this part of you know uh, of Ukraine. That's my gut reaction. Is that what? That's what they're prepared for. The troops are a big show of force to where if anybody wants to do anything at all, the troops are there. But I think the troops will formally walk in and say, yeah, this is ours. That could might not happen. Something else could happen diplomatically to change things. My the big thing now is why it's so confusing is. Um, you know, so you've got like, you've got your groups of GOP like Tucker Carlson that basically kind of say, "Yeah, Russia's not doing anything wrong. Well, yeah, if they're taking land that doesn't belong to them, they're doing something wrong. Absolutely. But then you've got another group that says, you know, I think in, and I'm speaking from the GOP side, they're criticizing Biden, and in criticizing Biden for not doing anything, people are misinterpreting it as in, oh, we we'll look at these neocons, these, you know, warmongers, they, they're, they're advocating for sending in U.S. troops. That's not what we're doing at all. I'm in the middle to where I think that there's things that, I don't want U.S. troops to go there at all. Mm-hmm. I don't care what happens, I don't mm-hmm. want U.S. troops to go mm-hmm. there at
0: all. But we're not the world's police.
3: Exactly, and we've got to stop that. Right. I mean, that's something that we've kind of, you know, we're still treating foreign policy like it's 1960, 1970. Yeah. As if we're fighting another superpower and we're not anymore. But um, I, I think there's things that we could have done, like Nord Stream 2, right? We've, mm-hmm. we've heard about yeah. that. Uh, they lifted the sanctions and said, okay, go ahead and well, build. Well, can
0: you, for the viewers who don't know, this was the, uh, the oil pipeline yeah. Yeah. that right we voluntarily were like, oh, it's fine. You guys can run this. We won't give any sanctions. We won't charge anything. You can just you can just do it. Am I is that accurately characterized?
3: Right. And the reason that they did that or the reason Russia built that pipeline is because now the main pipeline runs through Ukraine. Right. So that means they cannot attack they Ukraine. Yeah, they needed to build another one. So the, we knew what, what we foreshadowing like, oh, if right. they ever want to try and move into Ukraine, they'd need another pipeline. That's what they did Biden administration just kind of handed that to mm-hmm. them. Um, but they're of-
0: shutting down the Keystone pipeline, which would only benefit uh, yeah. right, which would right. only benefit yeah. Americans and Canadians. Right
1: on, on that point, Jace, it's such a key point to make. Though for me, my concern is we're kind of in no man's land. Biden has put us in no man's land at the moment. I told you before the show. Mm-hmm. My biggest concern is that he sends troops there, he undermans them, he underpowers them, and Americans die because he's gonna have, you know what, do this thing, because he's not, we shouldn't send troops. A proper foreign policy would be, hey, call NATO, call the EU, who is inclined to accept the Ukraine because they wanna join the EU in 2024. They want NATO to come, which is gonna give them protection. That's why Putin is saying, oh, heck no, you're not gonna join NATO, you're not gonna join the EU, because then you've got reinforcement. Biden, as America, rather call the allies that it's about to accept the Ukraine into their union and say, you guys go put pressure on. You know, this is Europe. You go yeah, defend yeah. them. We're not sending American troops. Right. You know, we're not sending American troops. So, My concern is that he is going to deploy troops. And our, okay. our armed forces are going to be undermanned or without any clear direction, clear initiative, leave them behind again, something like that. I'm really concerned about that, that he would actually, out of ego, send some
3: yeah well as of i think like 30 minutes ago they were already reporting that the administration Biden administration is considering sending eighty five hundred u.s troops not to ukraine but to the surrounding countries that border with ukraine
1: poland belarus mm. exactly well, not
3: belarus but probably poland, probably Latvia, poland poland yeah for sure. romania romania yeah. um all the all the countries that that, that, that surround it and mm. that just cracks me up because i remember so these are these are reactionary things that now look threatening to putin right so something you should not do no. or this is this is obviously something that we you're like, it's a gut reaction, you're freaking out, oh my gosh, we're sending troops. Putin and Russia, they, yeah. they, get, they get a little freaked out. Well, I don't know if you remember, but do you remember when uh, Donald Trump took, was taking troops out of Germany? And this is when no conflict was going on at all. I mean, there was still conflict going there, but we had no beefs, major beefs with Russia at the, at the time. But he, took, uh, he drew down the force in Germany. Democrats and left freaked out. They were like, oh my gosh, he's taking all the troops out. Well, no, he was putting troops in Poland Romania, mm-hmm. some, of the same, uh, some of the same countries, that's what pisses me off with this. Yeah. they're yeah. freaking out and just wanting to demonize Donald Trump mm-hmm. was actually dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if they just would have let that thing go, if they actually would have explained to the American people what that was really about, it was about strengthening up those other countries. Mm-hmm. Now, if we'd have done that, they would have been training those other countries, getting them ready to defend their own homeland exactly. so that we could then take our troops back our, out. Yeah. But now what is it? He's sending the, place, the troops to the same place that they wouldn't talk about, mm-hmm. the left and the media, mm-hmm. and now he's doing it in a reactionary, threatening manner.
2: Yeah. So I have a question with this. Um, if Russia is able to move into a sovereign territory, what, globally, when you've got a country like China, that looks and says hey i see what russia is able to do Mm -hmm. i mean what kind of implications does this have for them moving into a sovereign nation like taiwan
3: well to it's interesting you say that because last night they flew multiple airplanes into their airspace they've been doing Mm -hmm. that a lot but they did that last night probably on purpose Mm -hmm. do not discount that Mm -hmm. possibility of something joint yeah i mean they're absolutely yep and seeing
2: what we're going to do in response to it and so you know if we're not able to send a strong message then what are we sending to China if China wants to do something like this? Yeah,
3: the thing—the the thing with this, again, there's a lot of irritating things about this. But who did? What administration did uh, Russia and Putin do this under before Obama and mm-hmm. Biden? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They Always. everything's Always. predictable Always. with these people. Mm-hmm. They know exactly what to expect. Right. They know how to counter. They know what to do. They are didn't do this under. Are
0: you saying that they didn't take a when Obama said, "I'm drawing a red imaginary line." that other foreign nations didn't take that seriously, Jason?
3: Yeah. Amazingly,
0: they didn't take him that huh. seriously. Yeah, pretty That's crazy.
3: Weird. Everyone knows what to expect from that establishment. They yeah. waited for them to come back in. And uh, why didn't they do this under Trump? And they said before, and mm-hmm. I think Putin actually was a direct quote from him, is that he was unpredictable. Yeah, They yeah. didn't yeah. know what to yeah. think. Exactly. They didn't know yeah. how to respond. Well, they- yeah,
1: you wouldn't want to play poker against the guy. But also remember, the same guy that drew the imaginary red line is kind of running the White House today, and they know. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, they know the same policy. It's going to be status quo. Press them. But again, 8,500 troops. Jason, I'm telling you, I've got a real concern. If he sends troops, it's not good for us. It shows weakness. It's super weak. And at what point do you hold Europe accountable to say, hey, listen, if this is your friend, Step up. That's what Trump did. Step up, pay your fair share. Mm-hmm. Pay your fair share, step up and do your business. You know, we're here, but you gotta, you gotta bring something to the table here. Yeah. It yeah. can't we, just be the U.S. Which
0: would be interesting, uh, 8,500 troops. I, I'd be curious to know how many troops we have at our actual border for us in our own country. Um, I do wanna to get to, You feel free to continue talking about this particular issue, but I wanna bring into uh, just the realm of what we're talking about, that the Biden administration, this feels a lot like deja vu. They warned over the weekend that they would, quote, not be in a position to evacuate US citizens from Ukraine in the event of a Russian invasion. And um, obviously this, uh, this comes off of the heels of, it feels like not that many months ago, we were dealing with Afghanistan and the same, issue happened um the department uh the state department actually increased ukraine's travel advisory status to level four do not travel because of russia's military threat um, and they alerted U.S. citizens that the U.S. government would essentially be unable to assist their evacuation in the event of a Russian attack. Jason, am I mm-hmm. being dramatic to say like this feels a lot like deja vu? I feel like we just went through this in Afghanistan, and here we are again. Yeah,
3: these these are the people that we're you know kind of pinning our hopes that they're going to make rational, intelligent decisions yeah. on how to react. Yeah, I think we have to be very, very careful on. It. So it is significant, right? I don't want to play that down. The hundred thousand troops on a border is significant, um, but when I hear the Biden administration say that their are fear and they have intelligence on this, I guess, they, they're going to go all the way into the country, take the capital and install a pro-Russian leader. I that, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. I don't think Russia would even uh, would, would risk that. Mm-hmm. And then when the United States recalls family members, diplomatic family members out of the country, and then the UK does the same thing, But the EU does not. Yes. The people closest to Ukraine. Exactly. Do not. That's what I'm saying. Press on the EU. We we have to be careful not to get mixed up in Biden's dog wagging on this. Uh, Because what, what, what two things does Biden and Boris Johnson have in common? They're both in political battles right now. They're both very, very unpopular. Boris Johnson's almost gonna get kicked out. He's not gonna be, I don't think he's gonna be prime minister Mm -hmm. more than a week or two. He's on his way out. Biden had a disastrous first year. We cannot get stuck in this dog wagging where, oh my gosh, let's not pay attention to everything else and just focus in on what they're doing with Ukraine. It's dangerous. And we just can't give them the satisfaction and credit of it. Yeah. Well, Gotta ex- stay laser focused. Exactly. On
1: the if you engage in the fight, you give credit. And honestly, it's gonna show weakness on our part. We, we know, I think the report is 81 percent of Ukrainians disapprove of, of Putin. We know that uh, Western Ukraine's always been pro, pro Europe. Mm-hmm. Eastern Ukraine. I mean, so I, I agree with you. I don't think there's a full on, a full on take hostile takeover. Um, I think this is a situation where you sit back as America, you show strength, you signal we're watching, you call upon the EU and say, that's why I keep saying EU, because they're not moving. They're, they're, not, they're not moving. They're not flinching. But we're flinching. Yeah. yeah. So we're flinching, but those who are closest, like Poland, they're not flinching. And I go, okay, you need to read into that. I agree with you 100%. Well, I'm just
2: tired of the strongest message that we're sending to the entire world is that we don't really care about our allies, and we definitely don't care about our own American citizens. So Mm -hmm. when we're telling them we're not going to get you out, but we're going to spend every single resource that we have here at home to send people that are coming over our borders illegally anywhere in the United States that you want to go, but we can't be bothered to rescue people out of war-torn countries. That is sending a horrible message and I'm ready for Americans to wake up and see what's what's happening. Yeah. Uh,
0: All right, all good points. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar. So, if you have a sweet tooth, like me, but you are trying not to pack on the pounds for whatever the case may be. We're still, are we still, yes, we're still in January. We're not quite to February yet. We're still in January. I know you guys have a lot of New Year's resolutions to lose the weight, all right? Bilt Bar can help you do that. Bilt Bar is a protein bar. So it is healthy, it's low calorie, It's high protein, and it tastes like a candy bar, so you're gonna feel like you are cheating on your diet, but you're not. You are staying in line with it, and you are not going to expand your waistline with Bilt Bar. They've got really, really awesome flavors. Uh, They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They've got cookies and cream. They've got uh, Cherry barcia. They've got coconut. Whatever you are craving, they have something for you. You can get a mixed box where you will get two of each of their regular nine flavors. Uh, Like I said, up to 18 grams of protein they're gonna to keep you full and satisfied. You're going to feel like you're cheating, but don't Feel guilty because you're not, all right? I eat them all the time. I'm addicted to them. These people know this, okay? I think I've given all of you guys, I am the built bar dealer of the building. I've given all of you
1: built bars. And I approve of this message. Thank you. I do. Jason, I don't know.
0: Jason's wife. His
1: wife approves of the message.
0: Loves the built bars. I've sent him home with so many built bars. He's He's like, my wife loves them. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, my my, my wife loves them. I don't know what these have in them, but my wife loves them. And guess what? Jason's wife is really hot. I know you'd be surprised to know that, but Jason's wife is really hot, okay? And she's trim and she's fit. Thank you Built Bar
2: for that. Okay? You
0: can go to built.com, use promo code NEWS15 to save 15% off of your order that is NEWS15 over at built.com. Dr. Anthony Fauci, which we like to uh, refer to on this program as the greatest con man of all time, warned on Sunday on a program that continues to put him on the air, which I don't know why they continue to do, because he is the least reliable source when we are talking about COVID-19 or the pandemic. He has taken both sides of uh, every single issue uh, when the opportunity presents itself, but he was on with, uh, I believe this was ABC with Martha Raddatz, and he was asked about the booster shot. He says, look, you may, we know. We told you to take one shot. We told you to take two shots. We told you to take three shots and take the booster. You may need another one. Who knows? We don't actually have the data to tell you what you will need quite yet, but don't worry. The data's coming. Watch this
2: does it lose its effectiveness and how soon should they get another one if that's your advice?
1: Well, the answer, Margaret, honestly, is that we don't know because we don't know the durability of protection for, from the
0: third oh. shot
1: boost of an mRNA and the second mm. shot boost of a and j We may need to boost again. Wait. That's entirely they conceivable. Don't know. But before we make that decision about yet again another boost, we want to determine clearly what the
0: durability of protection is of that regular boost, that third shot that we're talking about. Um, That's weird, because I feel like before they recommended that people get this booster, which I refuse to use the term boost as a verb, They got boosted, you should get a boost. Like that's not a thing, and I'm not going to subscribe to it. But it's weird because I feel like before you recommend to people that they should get this particular shot, you probably should know the longevity, the durability of that particular shot, and you can do a cost-benefit analysis before you tell people you should definitely get this. Because, for instance, let me just say, for instance, if the shot only gives you three months more, of of durability, uh, you could say to yourself, maybe the cost-benefit analysis, we haven't actually done the studies on what three of these shots do in your body. Probably we shouldn't be recommending to people that they get as many as possible loaded into their body, into their cells, um, because it only gives three months more of protection. Dr. Fauci basically says, "Um, look, we don't, you guys are actually the experiment. We don't actually know yet. We're waiting to find out from you, the dummies, who continue getting these boosters, and then we can be able to tell everyone whether or not it was a good idea. Sorry if you end up being the fallout from that. Am I wrong?
1: I'm going to go way, way tinfoil hat here Oh, here, girl. We
0: <laughs> here we go. Just, here we go. Here we go, you Well, join me. That's join what me. I'm go. here for. <laughs> <laughs> well... Of I'm, just, I'm just telling you, wait. I'm going
1: to go way more nefarious than this. I mean, this is, yes, you are the lab rat and the experiment <clears throat> in their eye is working. When you start looking at miscarriages and all the things mm-hmm. that they don't want to recognize. And yet still, if there was any inclination in, of sanity, right, and you would find out that there's miscarriages, side effects, you would halt right? You would halt and mm-hmm. say, whoa, proof and verify. Well, there were actually They'd several There are several countries yeah. who did do they that. They did halt, Maybe it was
0: just with young people. Sure, maybe but still. It was, but they did.
1: But you don't double down and yes. go another booster another booster. It's a hundred percent a social experiment. A hundred percent. And we won't know for maybe a decade. How yeah. would you? Yeah. How would you yeah. know truly what's going to happen with the, with a the child that just came out of the womb until he or, or she is 5, 10, 12 years old, you know? But yet they double down. This is insane to me that we're allowing this guy to not be behind bars at this point
2: right yeah I'm yeah. so tired of covid I don't know if anyone else is just sick and tired and just Girl, I was tired of it in March, 2020. I mean I, but I almost feel like Fauci's getting a bit of a rogue hair here because even the who came out and said this might not be a long term strategy to keep boosting these developed countries when we've got so many people around the world that haven't even gotten their first shot, Mm -hmm. their second shot. And here Mm -hmm. we are, you know, sitting fat and happy in America, getting boosted by the fourth time, which now the European medicine agencies is even coming out and saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Where we're not even sure um, that this is effective, it actually might be decreasing your body's natural immunity. So, where's that science? Yeah. When Fauci is up there touting science and, and why we need to get boosted, he just like, you know, suddenly forgot to read that one study that could say, no, your natural immunity could be actually affected. And so, now what? Now we don't have our natural immunity and now we don't have effectiveness of the three other shots that we got to even fight off COVID. I mean, what is going on here? Yeah, well, according to Jason, according to
0: the public health experts, natural immunity is just a myth. It's just a myth. When so. has
3: that ever been a thing? It's like <laughs> that's never science been. Science has a changed thing. now. Yeah, apparently now, since
0: COVID came onto the scene, science has completely changed. Natural well, immunity is just a myth.
3: Well, yeah, not only has science has changed, but the, the definition, the meaning of vaccinate vaccines is also changed. Which, by <laughs> the way, they yeah. have
0: admitted. The CDC has admitted that they are changing right. the yeah. definition.
3: Right. and, of and that. the reason why, and, and they'll say uh, they'll say themselves. Even the CEO of Pfizer was like, "Yeah, it doesn't really work well. You know, need to get boosted. Yes, you can." Stay Still transmit the virus, like they destroy their own mandates and policy that they want to push on Mm -hmm. on their in their public statements. But they're allowed to say those things. We're not. It's hilarious. You can have the Pfizer CEO on YouTube. He can say that thing. He's approved. Sarah Gonzalez on her YouTube channel, which is called.
0: Sarah Gonzalez, unfiltered. Thank you very much. <laughs> <Bing>. um, <laughs> she couldn't say that on hers, which yeah. is ridiculous.
3: These, these trials are supposed to last 10 years, right? Yeah. They're supposed to last 10 years. Uh, I know more about Moderna because we, con- we had a lot of those documents yeah, that we yeah, got yeah. from them, but I know they tried multiple times to get human trials for uh, mRNA vaccines. Turned down every single time
0: mm-hmm.
3: until the pandemic happened. then they were agreeing to that, do that So
0: can I ask you, is that because of because I've read a lot that like any time they had animal trials, the animals d- did not do <laughs> they well. They did not make it. They did not do well in know. the trials. I
3: don't so, know. That doesn't surprise me. It's OK, that's, that's what animals, I read. Animals is like, the,
0: yeah, the animals they always died. died in the MRN.
1: When, when you have the yeah. guy who helped formulate okay, the vaccine, and he gets silenced. I mean, you need to just look yeah. at the indicator That's and I go, oh, Take the doctor who helped formulate this thing, and he raises his hand and says, hey, maybe not a good idea. Silence that guy.
2: Right.
0: They, they, they don't they,
1: Silence that guy. They sound more like vaccine salesmen at this point than they do actual
3: scientists. <gasps> and I know for a fact the government gets money through the Moderna vaccine. I yeah. know for a fact. Yeah. We've seen it. We've talked about it. We that showed deal it. Was struck, yeah. Yeah. I, I, what we don't know is how deeply that goes. I don't think that the government was throwing all their eggs into one basket with Moderna. I mean, were they? Do they also own portions of Pfizer? We don't know at this point. Nobody's asking the questions. But come on, man!
1: Like, Didn't we talk about the public-private partnership? Mm-hmm. You know, yes. that—that's. I mean, I'm sure it goes so deep that I mean. But we that's also oh, money on
2: anything. Yeah, I mean, and you can find your answers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me. So let me just before we have to go to break. Let me throw something else into the equation. That look, if you're not convinced already, right? <laughs> yeah. You you really need to be connecting the dots here. Uh, the NFL. Is stopping. They have stopped daily testing of all players, vaccinated or unvaccinated, for the remaining playoff teams. So now that we are in the divisional playoffs, <laughs> they don't want okay. stars out of the game. Bingo! So Thank stupid. you very much. So, so before stupid. they were like very stringent on it; mm-hmm. everyone needed to get tested. And by the way, the unvaccinated got treated very differently. Mm-hmm. And um, but now that uh, Quint, look. It's just a coincidence, you guys, Mm -hmm. that they are in the playoffs where they're at. They're actually going to uh, they're going to stop daily COVID-19. Yeah, And I love that they
2: consulted their own infectious disease doctors. Like, where are these guys? Like, why doesn't our government um, consult these infectious disease guys? And before they start making policies and why don't companies, you know, come and hire these same guys that the NFL players are are getting to listen to? I mean, why why are we having to listen to completely different Science when corporations are making their policies that everyone has to be that's vaccinated. That's a, that's a great or point. Or tested.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. So let me just to, to Amy's point. So this is Dr. Alan Sills. He is the NFL's chief medical officer. He said the league had not seen any verifiable asymptomatic spread of COVID-19 this season. That's that's <laughs> which the is season. weird. Which season. is weird because I feel like okay. all of the unvaccinated people got demonized who were in the NFL, and here you have the yeah. NFL's chief medical officer saying, yeah, they actually there was no asymptomatic spread. So but who
1: cares? That, that is. A lie in itself. It, shout out to Aaron Rodgers. Shout out yeah. to Joe Rogan. Okay. Shout out to those guys. Cole Beasley.
0: Too. Well, yeah. Just like yeah, Beasley. Well, Beasley.
1: Yeah. But Aaron is the one who took all the fire. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers went in front of a tribunal with that yeah. doctor included yeah. and they raked him over the coals to now. So we haven't seen any asymptomatic spread. Well, they went after Rodgers at the time. So good for those guys to hold the fort. Yeah. But now the ratings are going to suffer. So, and look, you're talking about one of the most woke you know, organizations on planet Earth with a commissioner that is as corrupt as can be, um, that now it benefits the pocketbook. So just turn it off. Turn the speaker off real quick. You yeah, know, because it benefits us.
0: Uh, all right. We've got more to come, but first we want to thank our sponsor Patriot Mobile. So uh, we just want to thank Patriot Mobile for their support. You know, they support a lot of conservative shows as, you know, us. They support Turning Point, CPAC, March for Life, Jakubujans. Yeah, yeah they, right support, here. they
1: support The the new show, The Bottom Line. Thank you very much, Patriot Uh, Mobile.
0: So they really are in the trenches with us when we talk about all of these conservative issues, when we talk about, uh, you know, uh, protecting the sanctity of life, we talk about uh, cancel culture. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider, okay? Um, They offer the same broad nationwide coverage that all of the major carriers uh, offer, but they are also making sure that a portion of your bill does not go to all of these left-leaning causes but instead they're going to go support the causes that you actually fight for you actually represent. They're going to support conservative causes. They're going to support, like I said, sanctity of life, uh, first responder, veteran issues. They support all of these things that we are fighting for, and they have 100% U.S.-based customer support. They provide exceptional service, uh, and they love and support you. They share your values. Look, we gotta stick together these days. Okay, I feel like my, my voice is about to go away here, but we before my voice goes away, hear me when I say, We have to stick together on these. The left is trying to overtake all of the institutions. Do not let them, especially when it comes to who you use for your cell phone, because it's all the same towers. Okay, go to PatriotMobile.com slash news. You can get free activation with the offer code news. By the way, if you are a veteran or first responder, they love you so much, you are going to save even more to make the switch. That is PatriotMobile.com slash news. PatriotMobile.com slash news. A Denver, Colorado school district is allowing one of its elementary schools to host a Black Lives Matter week of action for its students. Uh, You know, this is interesting because I received, I don't know if you guys, um, how many like PR firms you subscribe to, but I have been receiving a lot of emails reminding me that it is school choice week in Texas right now. It is school choice week. Well, I guess in Denver, It is actually BLM Week of Action Week, I guess. I don't know. They say right, right for well, for the public schools. Yeah. Yeah, So the so this program, which shockingly is sponsored by Black Lives Matter at school, will instruct children as young as those in kindergarten and first grade to be quote transgender affirming by recognizing trans antagonistic violence and queer affirming so that heteronormative thinking ceases to exist. They're also going to address globalism, which is really great for kindergartners and first graders, <laughs> I know they're like really involved in the idea of globalism. Uh, they, say, <laughs> they say it is a person's ability to see how we are impacted or privileged within the black global family and to teach students how to disrupt, quote, Western nuclear family mm, dynamics. That's it, right yep. there. And a quote, for, the re- for a return to the collective village that takes care of each other. Guys, yeah. guys, yes. guys, I feel like every week I sit here and I tell you guys, get your kids the hell out of public <laughs> schools. And I can't help but continue to say, get your kids the hell out of public schools.
2: Well, I just think it's so interesting for every person that put a black box Mm -hmm. in a black square in their social media profiles, they might be asking the question, well, you know, what does this really have to do with the BLM movement? I thought the BLM movements was all about, you know, simple peaceful Mm -hmm. protest, fighting against racial injustices and for equity and all this stuff. We have been, I know we we sound like a broken record because we've talked about this so many times on this show and for everyone that's not watching the show, you should be, because we've been saying BOM is not about that. Mm-hmm. The Black Lives Matter movement is about so much more than racial injustice and equity. It is about dissolving the nuclear family. And we have been preaching that from the hilltops. And then like, finally, now they're not even trying to hide it anymore. Now they're coming right out and saying this in the school systems. Well, please come and join us for this week of action as we destroy your families. Sounds like a great idea. And And train your children to do the same. Mm
3: -hmm. At its core, it's Marxism. That's what they're teaching it. Mm -hmm. They they found very, very fundamental, very, you know, basic, you know, basic level ways to Mm -hmm. teach Marxism. And to indoctrinate and you're not even safe at public schools. We did a show on this like a little over a year ago I think and uh, I tracked this curriculum in multiple private schools as well Yeah, you've got to yep. stay active in what curriculum they're pushing to your kids because yeah. this stuff was scary Some of it we could show some of it. We couldn't show there was one this was on a pre I think it was a preschoolers uh, walls they had posters <laughs> of what looked like a little boy dressed up like a girl but had uh, whiskers on their face, and it was about transgenderism. Um, There was another course uh, that they were teaching during this time, like at this week time frame, was all about teaching your kids to be street activists. Mm -hmm. Teaching Mm -hmm. them to be street activists, and it culminated with them making picketing signs and going out and hitting the streets. kindergartners? What
2: happened to teaching our kids how to read? Well, I mean, No, no, no. It, the literacy, a the literacy or-
1: level in the black community has been decimated, yeah. decimated. You're talking about a third grade. Go ask Jack Brewer. Jack is working on, on the Hill on this mm-hmm. heavily. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the reading, you know, third grade reading level when they're 14 or 15 years old. I don't want to self-promote, but please. Please, I'm asking if you're a parent, go watch my show today that launched. It's all about this issue with Julie Pickering. It's all about literally what they're teaching in the classroom. We dissect it for you in an hour and a half, and we literally pull it apart. And it is in private school mm-hmm. because the mm-hmm. superintendents and the, and the heads of departments can pull this in. Mm-hmm. Now, even if your state votes against it, that's, that's how this is in Houston, Texas, in Austin, Texas at the moment. When at state level, we said, oh, heck no. It's a local superintendent. And unless you're as a parent will be proactive and go demand the curriculum and you actually take the time and yes, it's painful and you work through the curriculum, all of it, mm-hmm. you will not know what they're teaching your child and the damage mm-hmm. control is almost impossible. Yeah.
2: Well, you don't even know if the teacher goes off curriculum though. I mean, nowadays, it seems so un- it seems imperative for teachers that they have to let the children know what their sexual orientation is, that they have to let the, yeah. the children know, you know, this is my political view like why why do they even have to introduce that into i mean this is a free country you can believe and act how you want to but why do you have to let my child know these are my tax dollars so right like where you stand on certain (laughs) issues like i i i'm not sending my kid to public school but if i did i'd be sending my kid to school to learn about the subjects at hand i mean i you know, I want them to read, I want them to, I would love for them to learn how to start a business yeah. and be an entrepreneur, right. maybe yeah. budget, you know, balance a checkbook. I mean, kids don't even know how to do that. But, they, you, know, do, but, you, but more, you do, but you do, but <laughs> you realize
0: though, cause I think here's the disconnect is that you realize that it is your responsibility as a parent to teach them a lot of those things, the school, does the school stuff right which you talked about learning to read learning to do math learning those basic concepts but aside from that it's not the school's responsibility to teach them the overarching values that is supposed to be taught by the parent and i just want to reiterate i know there's a lot of people out there who they get very mad whenever we talk about schools and they get very mad whenever i say get your kids the hell out of public schools, well, which I will keep saying even if it pisses you off because they say, well, you just must be an elitist who can afford to send your child to XYZ. Um, uh, we're working families and we can't do that. I cannot even tell you how many families, including my own, who are working families who homeschooled, okay? It's not easy. It's not, can you, you're homeschooling. It's not 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 easy. easy. Okay, it's not easy. Do you need to cut corners in other areas? Yes. Do you need to watch your pennies? Yes. One hundred percent. But I am telling you, as someone, look, Yaku did it. He has like eight million kids, okay, and he did it. All right, (laughs) I did it. Oh well, hold on, I did it. I did it, not planning to do it, with a third grader and a newborn who was not an easy newborn. He had multiple medical issues. Mm -hmm. I still did it with a full time job, and it's not expensive. I just think they're like you're listening to the left when you think like, oh, it's too expensive. We can't afford that. It's not expensive. It's just your time and your energy and your children are worth that. Yes. Please yes. look yes. into it. Jason, I was forward. just going
3: to say there is a way that you can send your kids to public school but it takes just as much effort. So basically you have to train little soldiers. Yeah. And I well, couldn't afford yeah. it. I sent yeah. my kids to public school but yeah. like like my son right now, I've gotten multiple emails uh, um, how contentious he is in the classroom, and that. I'm like, come at me, like, bro! Like, Hell like, yeah! I, I, that's, I taught him to do that. Yeah. Yeah. like that's yeah. what he does. Like yeah. it's so funny when I so when I go to PTA meetings, I'm like the guy. Every time they like, they come like, on. oh my god! Yeah, you he's do not, not want
1: buttholes showing up. No, because <laughs> every time they're like, oh, we want to
3: increase, the, you know, do a bond to increase the taxes, and I'm like, uh, uh, yeah. I the they are
0: like, um, like, Actually, <laughs> we have to pay for that. about <laughs> one
1: thing? Yeah. I want well, to say that I don't want to get missing that they want to abolish the heterosexual thinking. So. Yeah. The inclusive party. Well, you should include us. It's not about including them. It's about completely decimating any heterosexual mindset. I mean, it's in the article. Yeah. That's, that's a, and only go to their, their norms yes. or yes. whatever it is, right? So, yeah. so here's the tail wagging the dog.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Yep, yep, yep. That's an amazing point. Uh, All right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Policy Genius. So if you have someone relying on your financial support, we all do, okay? Maybe it is your child, it is an aging parent, maybe uh, a business partner, whatever the case may be, you have to have life insurance. I know it's not a comfortable subject for people to talk about, but it gives you peace of mind. You know that if something happens to you, your loved ones will have a financial cushion to be able to pay for things like rent, mortgage, loans, educational costs, everyday expenses, and even if you're covered by your job, by the way, people go, oh, I have this group term life policy with my job. That's usually not enough, all right? Most people need up to 10 times more to properly provide for their families. That is why there is Policy Genius. you got to go to policygenius.com today. Answer a couple questions about yourself. Uh, In just a couple minutes, you can work out how much life insurance coverage you need, and then you can compare personalized quotes to find your best price. They have licensed experts there that will help you understand the options. I know insurance is very hard for the average person to understand. They will explain it all to you, and you can apply for the right policy. By the way, they work for you, not the insurance companies. They're not like trying to get a commission from you or anything like that. They're not getting anything from you. They're not going to sell your information. They are just there to explain all of the additional options, all of the, the options. They are the middleman, right? That is going to get you in the position that you need to be in. By the way, I used Policy Genius when I got my life insurance policy. I think it was like a year, a year and a half ago. I had nothing to gain from Policy Genius. I did. They were not a sponsor on the show. I just, I saw them. I looked at their website. I thought these are people who know what they're talking about, and I use them. They were great to work with. They answered all of my questions, and they have been amazing. Okay, so I had nothing to gain from it. I just I saw a good company and I used them, and I'm so happy that I did. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. You can go to PolicyGenius.com to get your free life insurance quote. See how much you could save over at PolicyGenius.com. On the topic of schools, I know we only have like three minutes here. So on the topic of schools, uh, a California mother whose sixth grade daughter was allegedly recruited by teachers and encouraged to change her name to a boy's name while being told not to tell her mother is taking legal action against the school district. Uh, she says that that the school district planted the seed to convince her daughter to believe she was bisexual and then urged the girl to believe she was a transgender boy. This comes at the same time, this is in California, let's shift over to Florida. Uh, the Florida House Committee just passed a bill that would ban sexual orientation discussion being encouraged in elementary schools, which you would think when you read it on its face, you're like, yeah, duh. But it's happening all across the country. Um, and Florida, at least, is, is pushing back on this. Um, Yaku, I know that you are, you know, we mentioned it before the break, you are highly involved in a lot of school districts across the country. Am I, am I being dramatic when I say this is literally happening? Public school, Private school, whatever the case may be, this is happening all across the country if you're not paying attention.
1: All 50 states in every single school district, it's a very, very proactive movement. They've infiltrated. This is a a movement they have. Again, if you watch the show, we unpack it for you. Yes, even Texas. And all it takes, one thing in that article, you just need to plant a seed. If you plant a seed, you can water it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's just agriculture. And if you plant a seed of doubt in a child's mind, I said before, my sister said yesterday, her son is four, he said, I want to be a firefighter. So imagine we just lock him in right now and go, that's it. You're wearing a fire suit every day. Yeah. You're playing with matches and he becomes a concert pianist. You can't because you said you want to be a firefighter at four, right? Because we planted the seed. So, what, But when it's sexual, there's actually so much internally that happens in mm-hmm. the chemistry of the child that we can't get into it now. It's destructive. But you would go, yeah, this is logic,
2: right? <laughs> you would think. But apparently not. Apparently not. I think it terrifies me. Again, I'm I'm super pro-homeschool. That's what we plan on doing um, if, if we have the ability to do mm-hmm. so. And it terrifies me that it's schools are now, you know, your children are supposed to feel protected and feel like mm-hmm. you're on their side. And they are setting up to, to be Parents and kids be against each other, mm-hmm. and to be fighting against each other, and that's really, really terrifying um, as as a parent with young children to say like, no, because then it's already it's already difficult. Um, I can already see the battles that I'm going to have between my kids, and I'm like, I don't need them to think that I'm against them. But I want them to feel like I'm fighting for them. And if the school is setting us up to fight against each other, that's a really scary... They're the savior of my children, and that's a very scary place to be. 20 seconds, Jason.
3: This has has nothing to do with transgenderism, radical, whatever. This is Marxism. They -hmm. don't care about transgenderism. They don't care about your sexual orientation. They want to be able to set a state uh, entity that can take control of your kids, if need be. Uh, they always said that their goal of any kind of educational institute is make the child more unlike their parents as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a San Francisco Chronicle article written just recently where they said they made the case for the state to take your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're yeah. serious about yeah. this. Yeah. They yeah. want to be in charge of your kids, not you, because you can't teach them your values. They want to teach you their trumped-up values.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, got to take a break. We'll be back.
3: Well said. Cr- did
2: you read that whole thing? I did.
0: All right, before we get to the review of the day, I want to remind you guys to follow all of the people at my table. Uh, They all have amazing things to say. You should be following them. They are on our team. We have Yaku Buyans, host of The Bottom Line, which you can find on YouTube. You can find Yaku on Instagram, uh, all social medias. Make sure you follow him there. Also, Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck Program, you can find him. You're like very popular on Twitter, Jason.
3: Yeah. Getting there. I was shocked. That's because I link back to my Instagram account where those are all the speedo pictures. So like, I think I got I got most of my <laughs> <The>
2: followers.
1: <secret>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, oh well, no, I'm not gonna give him some Alexo Athletica,
1: please. Oh. And you gave him Tommy John. <laughs> uh,
0: so and then don't forget uh, Amy Robbins, CEO of Alexo Athletica. I'm telling you guys, men or women, look, Valentine's Day is coming up, right? That's right. Valentine's Day is coming up. Oh my god I've got the Perfect gift for your partner. It is a pair of leggings, joggers, whatever, uh, from Alexo Athletica. Mm-hmm. If you
2: carry, you need these. Give Amy, the gift. we got 10 seconds. Give a the gift of a nice butt at alexoathletica.com. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't have a nice butt, guys? That's an easy
3: sell. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content
1: at theblaze.com slash podcasts.